0: We've got a fun one on deck today. We're talking about blog post writing and actually diving into how you should be writing a blog post and what should be in your blog post. This is going to be so fun. Welcome to the Up In My Business podcast with me, Lex Lancaster, where you get an inside look at all things tech, business, and my life as a physical therapist turned digital operations expert. You'll hear all about my lessons as a business owner, the ins and outs of tech for your business and more from SEO websites and email marketing to automations, launches, and copywriting. I've got you. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive in. Many of you are familiar with the name, of course, because all I do is talk about them. But if it's new to you, Jane is a HIPAA compliant all-in-one practice management software and the sponsor of the Up In My Business podcast. The team at Jane knows that your time is valuable and they've designed online intake forms to help you reduce admin work and so that you can take back your treatment time. Whether you need to collect patient or client data Insurance policy information, health history, or consents, Jane's online intake forms offer a safe and secure way to gather everything you need before your patients even walk through the door. You can also collect payment details securely through your intake form via Jane's PCI compliant payment solution, saving your patients time at checkout and a ton of time for you as well. It is the absolute best feature. To learn more about how Jane's intake forms can help you and your practice, head to Jane.app/guide to book a one-on-one demo with a member of the Jane team. If you're ready to get started, you can use the code Lex1mo. Again, that's Lex1mo at the time of sign up to get a one-month grace period applied to your new Jane account. Okay, we are going to jump right in to the episode. Today, because I feel like it's gonna be a long one. I'm gonna try to not make it a long one because I know people actually listen to this podcast because it's not long. So I will wrap it up as quick as I can, but I wanna make sure I get the point across that I need to get across. Today, we're gonna talk about blog posting, and I say blog posting, blog writing, and actually putting blogs on our website. So in my mind, I've broken this up into sections. The first section is going to be Do you need a blog? The second section of this episode is going to be how to actually write a blog. And then the third section will be talking a little bit about SEO optimization for that blog. It's going to be a good one. So buckle up because I'm ready. Hopefully you are too. All right. Now, if you're listening to this on a Monday morning and you're on your way to work, uh, I recommend if you have not woken up yet, had coffee, let's put the episode down and return back when you're ready to take some notes or when you're ready to really, uh, I, I'm going to say dive into this stuff just because I feel like it might be a lot on a Monday morning. But I also am built a little bit differently. I start my day a little bit later. So maybe you're here and ready to go on your way to work and want to listen, all about, listen to this podcast all about blog posting. So do what you want, but I'm just going to let you know it's a little dense. So let's dive in. Let's do it. Blog posting. Um, I am going to be very frank with you. When I first started teaching SEO in SEO school, my view was that you do not need a blog. That hasn't changed, but I have a little addition to it. If you're an in-person business, you don't have to have a blog to start ranking for keywords. I did that as an experiment with my clinic. So I wanted to see if we needed a blog in order to rank. You don't. But, and this is a huge but, blogging will help you rank faster and it will help accelerate your growth so that it happens faster. And also when you're writing blogs, you are giving people a way to binge your brain binge the way that you treat, you talk, you communicate, how you do things through written content. And you're giving people a medium to read where they can, I want to say, just start to trust you if they don't trust you already. So that's how we blog. We Yes, blogging will definitely accelerate your growth 1000%. So if you already, if you've taken SEO school, you know this, if you're wondering how you can get started with blogging, just start writing. I'm going to give you some topics and some ideas in this episode, but know that blogging content in general is always going to be queen. Always, always, always. So here's the thing. I did a podcast about do you need to blog? And I'm going to link that in the show notes so you can listen to that one as well. It's basically a longer version of what I just said to you. Now, if we're saying... The biggest thing that people say to me is like they don't they don't want to blog because they don't know how to start and they don't want to do it wrong and have to go redo it. The good news is that you can't really blog wrong. The only way that I would say you're blogging wrong is if you're having ChatGPT write your blog for you. I do think that that is wrong. I don't think that you should be doing that. I don't think that it's healthy. I don't think it's helpful. I think that it, it basically just takes what you want to have as a topic on your website and like I don't know it just feels like someone else is doing the work and then you're getting the credit for it. So in by all means like do it if it's going to save you time and that's how you want to do your thing, but I am against it as far as writing content cuz if we're using a blog to build trust and you're not writing the content, that just kind of feels icky to me, but Anyway, this is not about my feelings. This is about logistics. We'll talk about ChatGPT. I promise. We'll talk about it at the end. But And I already talked about it in another podcast episode as well. Two of them, how to use ChatGPT to write blogs. So I'll also link those. But let's talk about how to actually write a blog and what content should be in a blog. You need to write a lot about a little, period. So in last week's episode... I talk. I say last week in another podcast episode, I won't always say last week. In another podcast episode, I talked about, it was 51. I talked about how to repurpose content. And I said this there as well. You need to write a lot about a little. If you are a provider and you do physical therapy, I understand physical therapy is a huge, huge bucket of things to talk about. But like, if you start writing. I don't want you to write about knee pain one day and then hip pain another day and then back pain another day, foot pain another day. Just pick one thing and then write a lot about it. So if we're talking about back pain, I can think of a million things that I can talk about when it comes to back pain. I can talk about what back pain is. How Do I need an MRI if I have back pain? What happens if I fall on my back? And do I need to go to PT for back pain? Um, Is my back broken? question mark. Like, There's tons of things. I know that some of those sound really stupid. This is just me thinking off the cuff. I'm not an off the cuff person, everybody. If you don't know me, I'm not quick on my feet like that. I need some time to think about responses. So I'm not the person who's going to be really quick on my feet about titles and topics. It's just not my thing. That's why I would never make it in stand up comedy. But with that being said, you need to write a lot about one thing let it consume you. Let all of your content be about the knee for two months and publish four blogs, five blogs, six blogs, I don't care how many, but let that content consume you and then move on to something else. So when we're actually, and that's like, this is just obviously the overarching, what do I write about? The biggest thing that you can do when we talk about what to write about, one, write about your services, the services that you provide. If you provide dry needling there are a bazillion topics that you can talk about when it comes to dry needling go to answerthepublic.com and type in dry needling and you will have a bazillion questions that come up for exactly what people are googling about dry needling go pick one and write a t- write a blog about it so write about your services that's number one if physical therapy is your service, please break that down a little bit because obviously that would be dry needling, manual therapy, maybe you do spinal manipulation, maybe you do knee pain treatment, ACL recovery, what have you. You can break that down into a million different topics. So break that down a little further and then start writing about that thing. So write about your services. Two, write about the questions that you're being asked in the clinic. That's one of the easiest ones that we can start start doing. Every day in the clinic, you're likely asked between 10 to 50 questions, depending on how many patients you see. Some of those questions are going to be repeated, of course, but you're probably asked a million questions. Write that question down and then write content about it. It's very, very simple to just translate exactly what people are saying to you and write a post on it. So that's the second thing that you can write about. The third thing that you can write about is like I had said go to answer the public type in anything that you want to write about and then look up questions that are being asked about that thing choose one and then write it the fourth thing is personal experience now I would mix in my personal experience with my other topics so for instance if I'm writing a blog about knee pain and I recently treated someone who had a sprain of you know their MCL okay great like whatever. It's very, very specific. But if I recently just treated someone with knee pain, I might put in my personal experience. Hey, you know, I just treated, I treated a patient recently who had an MCL sprain. These are the exercises that we did. This is how that person felt. And then now they're back to doing X, Y, and Z because Google likes personal experience. So I would mix my personal experience in with my logistical tactical stuff You can also write a blog about personal experience, like anecdotal evidence. It doesn't always have to be super scientific, what have you. It just has to be informative. And maybe those blogs are ones that tell a story. So that's three things that you can write about right away. Technically four. That's four things that you can write about right away. So if you need topics for writing, that's what you need to write about. Number two two, or I guess this is technically number three. The third thing, what to put in the blog. I think a lot of people struggle with this and I'm going to give you two solutions. Number one, what to put in the blog. So when we're writing, if we choose to write about a certain topic, so I'm just going to pretend this entire podcast for the rest of the time, I'm going to be writing about dry needling. If my post is titled, what is dry needling? what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down the sections that I would include in this dry needling post. First off, the length. In my mind, I always want a a podcast. I always want a blog to be between 500 to 1,000 words. I truly feel like going on the 1,000 end is better because there's more content, there's more solutions, yada, yada, but don't make it 1,000 with filler content. So This is going to be a rough outline of how I would write this blog. I would, if my post is titled, what is dry needling? And I'm going to post this on my PT clinics website. What I would say is I would start the first paragraph of the blog post by being relational and talking about dry needling. I would say something along the lines of, you might be wondering what dry needling is, period. I'm going to say period throughout this. (laughs) I am going to tell you everything about dry needling in this blog post, including what dry needling is, how dry needling is used, who can benefit from dry needling, what diagnoses can benefit or have benefits from dry needling, what does dry needling feel like, what to expect during a dry needling session, and what to expect after a dry needling session. Um, That'd be my... I'm, I literally, I don't have notes for this. I'm going off my head because I do this so much. So I'm just like, I'm making sure I check all my boxes. In the next paragraph, I would probably say something along the lines of dry needling is an important part of treatment at my clinic. And you will see exactly how beneficial dry needling can be after you read this post, period. Then I would go into answering every single one of those things that I just said. So I would put in a header text, header two, not header one. If you are on Squarespace, if you're anywhere else, the same thing. You're not going to do header one aside from your title. I need a drink. Hold on. Okay. So header two, we're going to start answering the questions. The first thing, it's like writing a paper in high school. I would say, what is dry needling with a question mark? as my header text. Underneath that, I'm now going to define dry needling. Dry needling is yada, 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 yada. It is developed from a system via X, Y, and Z person of X, Y, and Z place. Um, We received our certifications through X, Y, and Z company. You're linking to these companies, these people, these places, this research article, whatever the hell you have. From here, X, Y, and Z, um dry i we've seen dry needling be very beneficial for many patients let's keep do, let's keep going or something like that the next question would be exactly what i said above so i did what is it um we would do who is it for so who can dry needling help question mark and then give a brief overview of who dry needling can help maybe list out some diagnoses uh list out um, the benefits. Oh, I said the benefits of dry needling as well. The benefits of dry needling would be another title <clears throat> in heading to font. So you can see where I'm going with this. Everything that I said in that introduction paragraph, I'm going to break out into sections within my blog and answer the question. Okay. Leave some room for expansion elsewhere. So this blog post is what is dry needling. I, if you do dry needling, you already know you could go on forever. So yes, answer the question. Sorry, my mouth is so dry because I talk really fast and it's just getting really dry. Um, So answer the question, but then also leave room for expansion. So don't feel like, oh my God, I didn't include every single detail I wanted. Because guess what? You can always write another post, right? So we're talking about what is dry needling. I'm going to give you the breakdown, right? What it is, who it's for, what diagnoses, how does it help, what does it feel like, yada yada, throughout that post. An example of what to maybe expand on further in another post would be diagnoses. So if we think about frozen shoulder, can, can dry needling help with frozen shoulder? Question mark. That is now another blog post that you're going to write. And in your dry needling post that we're talking about now, you might just say dry needling helps these diagnoses. Boom, 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 boom. One of them is frozen shoulder. And then when you write that future frozen shoulder blog post, you go back to your old dry needling post and link to that frozen shoulder post. Are you with me? You with me? You with me? I can't see your faces when I'm recording and I'm just looking at myself in this computer screen, but hopefully that makes sense. So that's how we're going to start to elaborate and write more. So we're writing a lot about a little. Just by writing one dry needling post, I literally can picture there are 40 40 other posts that can come from that one post. Okay? So here's the thing. If we're talking about what to actually put in the blog post and what to write, yes, we're going to be using the keyword. So the keyword for this specific post would be what is dry needling in a long form, but we're gonna be talking a lot about dry needling in general throughout the post. So what is dry needling? And I've said that multiple times in the beginning of the blog post, so we're focusing on what is dry needling. I want you to put photos in that blog post. Um, Photos, we would just title them what-is-dry-needling before we upload them. So when you have a photo in your downloads, it's the title.jpg. What I just said is what you'll title that photo. And then you can totally make the alt text something like "What is dry needling?" question mark, and that would be the alt text of that photo. So, and if you're completely lost on these terms, understand that a podcast episode is completely. Uh, it's very difficult to go through every single possible um, thing when it comes to technical stuff like alt descriptions. So you can obviously my Instagram, I talk about it all the time, but um, just know that if you just upload a photo, but when you title it in your computer and you drag and drop it into your website, typically the title will stay. If there's a box for alt text, when you click on the photo, fill it out. It's different than the caption. But anyway, you should see it in your photo settings. Very easy on Squarespace. So what else should we include? The goals of writing a blog post, the biggest thing is to have it be easy to scan. So notice how I was pulling out each of the headings of those sections and making them in a different font, heading font, the header font, just not heading one, that's only your title. So the heading font to pull it out so that someone can actually scan the titles and be like, oh, that's what that is. Oh, I'm going to read that section, but not that section. Great. The other thing we want to do is add in lists. So if we have um, three things that dry needling can help with, or let's let's just put it as a heading font, I might say the top three diagnoses that dry needling can help with. And then I would put a list of one, two, three, and I'd list out those diagnoses, shoulder pain, knee pain, back pain. And then I would do a short description underneath the list, each item. So I would say one, shoulder pain, enter, write a short description. Two, back pain, enter, write a short description. Three, knee pain, short description, uh, enter write a short description. So we're writing out those lists, two or three. We also want to include bullet points. So bullets lists in that way as well. So for instance, if I were to say, "Here are the diagnoses that benefit from dry needling," the bulleted list could just be diagnoses names or symptom names, and then you can go write a whole other blog post actually talking about that diagnosis and dry needling. So one I gave earlier was frozen shoulder. So you could write the diagnoses that benefit most from dry needling are um, X, Y, and Z. So it'd be bullet point, frozen shoulder, bullet point, um, shoulder pain, whatever. So you would take a link from frozen shoulder and route it. So you would link frozen shoulder, the actual words frozen shoulder, take a link and the link would go to the blog post that you write about frozen shoulder and dry needling. Do we see where this is going? This is how we write a lot about a little and someone can binge our content. Okay. So with that being said, this is all you need to know when you talk about writing a blog post. Lastly, it's the conclusion. Finish with a conclusion. Wrap it up. Make sure people know what they read. Okay. To make yourself more engaging, you can definitely add videos, images, what have you. But um, as always, that's going to be um, person dependent. Like, I don't want to watch your video, but I will certainly read. So just know that that could be person dependent. You could have a video, don't have a video, what have you. And then add your call to action at the end, if appropriate. So the call to action could be, I, we do dry needling at X, Y, and Z clinic. We serve the X, Y, and Z areas. We would love to help you get relief from any sort of aches and pains that you're having via dry needling. Please give us a call. Or submit a form, contact us, whatever your call to action is on your website here and then link it. Okay. All right. So that's really like what to write in the blog post. Okay. Overarching theme is to give people solutions and give people answers. You can't, you can't give away too much on a blog. And yes, you can add a medical disclaimer if you're really concerned about that. Like, it's not physical therapy and me giving this advice. You can't hold me legally accountable. Yes. Okay. You can add that if you want. And then lastly, let's talk about, I'm going to call it a time-saving cheat code hack, whatever you want to use, with ChatGPT. So for instance, if you want to write a, a blog post about dry needling, you can go to ChatGPT and say... Write a content brief and article outline for a blog post titled, What is Dry Needling? And then it will give you topics to write about in that blog post. Understand that this may not be exactly what you want to talk about and you might have to alter it a little bit. It might not give you exactly what you were thinking you'd talk about on the, in the blog. So just know you can change it. But if you're really stuck and you're like, okay, what section should I include here? That would be my suggestion in order to get a outline for your quote unquote blog post. But really, it's like a a paper like we used to write in high school, college, all the things. Okay, I think that gives us a good idea of what to write about, how to write, and then a cheat code for writing. If you have questions that remain, let me know. I will shamelessly plug SEO School because this is where you learn how to format all the things in SEO land. And I did briefly talk about keywords in here, and like actually repeating the keyword throughout the blog post, but and linking and all the things. But if you want to understand exactly how you should write blogs um, in the fullest extent possible and all the things that you can manipulate within blogs, then SEO School is definitely the place to do that. Um, it it would be a three hour podcast to talk about every logistical thing here, but. That's what I recommend. And this gives you a place to start. I believe that there would be no reason why you can't go off and start talking a lot about a little after listening to this. So if you have more questions, always open to hearing them. But I am super excited to see if people take this and run with it and start writing their blog. And I will say before I log off here, if you're fighting for time to do it, you're just going to have to set aside time to do it. So if you're always fighting for time trying to fit it in, maybe we actually schedule in blog writing time. And that becomes how we get, the, get writing done and that. So that's my suggestion to you if you're struggling with time management and finding time to actually write. So all right. That's all I've got for you. I hope you enjoyed. Please let me know if you have questions. As always, you can DM me, you can email me, and I will link all the things I talked about in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I will catch you next time.